Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Talk Freelance to Me podcast. I have an amazing guest today. I'd love to introduce you to my friend, Lindsay Divin. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am so honored to be here and to see you and talk to you again. Thank you. So I love it when our paths cross. Absolutely. And if you guys have been following me a little bit on social, you've seen that I actually had the great opportunity to be on Lindsay's podcast called Marketers Take Flight a couple of weeks ago. And she is actually about to celebrate like three years of podcasting. So it's awesome. It's a big honor to have someone at her level to be on this podcast. So, oh, well, thank you. You're making me blush. <laughs> you can listen to this later when you need to pick me up, right? So freelance fam, I'm going to read a little bit of Lindsay's bio to you because she's done so much and I want to share some more about her with you. So for more than 17 years, Lindsay has worked with architecture and engineering firms to build sales and marketing strategies that resulted in increased revenue growth and profit. This included serving as a marketing director and principal for a 300-person AE firm. In that role, she was a member of the executive team responsible for leading the firm's marketing and business development strategy, oversaw six market lines with a team of 16 sales and marketing professionals. Now she is the marketing and sales manager for Full Sale Partners. She oversees marketing campaigns to position the firm as a leading provider of Dell Tech Vantage Point and Black Box Connector software solutions and business consulting for AEC firms. She is also the founder of Marketers Take Flight, an AEC industry-specific marketing and business development training company. She hosts a podcast by the same name and is the creator of the Proposal Pro course. Outside of the office, she is married to an amazing man and has two kids and a labradoodle, attempts to work out regularly, and enjoys a glass of wine. She is addicted to real estate investing and her beloved Florida Gators. Go Gators! Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm with good company today, my fellow Gator. (laughs) I love it. I love it. At the same time, I think we're graduating when I was just arriving, maybe, or we kind of just missed each other, but it's definitely anybody here in Florida, or if you know about the Gators, you know that we ride strong for our team and we have a great alum network and it's an awesome school, I must say. So, <laughs> And it's great to live back in Gainesville and be able to go to so many things here as alumni living back in the town. That's incredible. So do you find now that you go to more things that you didn't go when you were an undergrad or I guess it's a different type of things? Yeah, we like go to all the gymnastics meets. And I never went to them when I was in school. And we go to the baseball games. And we've been to more basketball games. And so my son is at a different university now. He plays football for another university. And I tell him, go to all the other sporting events because, oh, we go to the volleyball matches. Like I never went to any of those when I was a student. I don't know what I was doing. But I definitely wasn't studying like too hard. Don't (laughs) tell anybody. (laughs) Me neither. No, I think about that. It's so interesting how going to a big school and you meet other alum later and there's just all of these smaller sub-communities within the university that you could go and have a totally different experience or, you know, some folks are really into the outdoors, some folks are really into concerts and a lot of people interested in sports. But yeah, I, I imagine that is different now as a professional living there. Yeah, definitely. 
That's incredible. So you have done, as you team, as you can hear from her bio, she's done amazing things. Thank you. Like, I don't understand how you do this much in just 24 hours. I don't know either. And you look great. Thank you. So that's amazing. So for 20 years, you've been doing this AEC marketing, which is super interesting, you know, for someone like me that knows a little bit, but it's a whole world. And I was learning from listening to your podcast, kind of from the perspective of someone who's marketing and telling that story. Very interesting. Can you tell us what does marketing look like in the AEC industry? And what does a typical day for you look like? Oh, geez. Okay. Well, first, (laughs) no two days the same, which I think most marketers in any industry could probably relate to. But marketing for when you're working at an architecture, engineering, or construction firm, marketing kind of wears two hats. They have traditional marketing and marketing communications. So like website, press releases, media relations, social media, content marketing, kind of those what I would call traditional marketing. Now this is changing a little bit, but historically, a lot of firms, they also support what would typically be like sales enablement and other industries where they're putting together proposals because a lot of the proposals are like qualifications-based or technical approach-based. So they're doing a lot of gathering of data, putting them together in books, writing, editing, a lot of technical editing from the engineers or the architects, putting them together in these proposal books and getting them into the clients. And then a lot of times there's shortlist presentations. So where the team actually goes and presents to the client to then be awarded. And so they're helping prepare the presentations and prepare the presenters in coaching, especially because there's a lot of smaller firms. These marketing professionals wear these like dual hats or it's a small team but they're doing like both quote unquote, like traditional marketing. And then what I've realized from other industries, they call it like sales enablement. You know, they're kind of supporting the close of the sale, which is a new project because architecture, engineering, construction firms, they're pursuing projects. So a new building at UF's campus, a new hospital. I used to live in Lake Nona, you know, the new hospital building or new office building. And so they're pursuing those type of projects or a new roadway. And so it gets complex. That's why I say no two days are the same because one day you might be in a shortlist interview preparation and then the next day you're preparing for a trade show. It's just crazy, but exciting. That is amazing. I could definitely see the challenges with being kind of pulled in many different directions, but also like what a cool place It's almost like a gym for marketers, like to really exercise those muscles because, you know, you're helping the leadership get ready to present to a very specific audience for a specific purpose to win business, but then also thinking about all the external things that you have to do as well. So that's amazing. Some of the larger firms and then the firm I used to work with, it was pretty much we built like a whole marketing agency internal. We had graphics, we had communications, we had marketing specialists. We had an events person. Some of the larger firms start to build almost like an internal agency to support the firm. I could see why you would need that. Like, that's a lot. Wow, that's so fascinating. And so the products that you're marketing now in your current job, are those proposal? Are those like business development softwares? Is that what they are? Yeah, so it's software that serves architecture, engineering, environmental consulting firms. So it's their software. I used to be a user. Oh, interesting. And the firm that I work for trained me on it. And then when I wanted to change 
they were like, well, where are you going? And I'm like, I don't know yet. And they're like, well, do you want to come here? Wow. I took a couple months off to renovate the house that we live in now. And then I started working with them. It's still in the same industry. It's just now I'm on the like a vendor side, serving the firms instead of being in-house at a firm. Wow. And I'm sure they love that because you've been an end user. So you can speak to that audience. Wow. And and my company, Full Sail Partners, the company I work for, that's what they try to do. They try to hire people who are users to consult and teach people. So I was a CRM consultant. So I helped like implement. And then two years ago, I moved back into marketing because that's my real love. I love marketing. Very cool. And then so you love marketing so much that you teach other marketers like as if this day job wasn't enough. You've celebrated over 10 years with your own training company with Marketers Take Flight and you have the podcast and you just reached three years. You're celebrating three years. Can you tell us more about your own businesses and what you offer? Yes. Growing up in this industry, I didn't go to UF. There was no AEC marketing degree. I just got a regular marketing degree. And that kind of taught me the basics, but I really learned on the job. And throughout my career, I've built four different marketing teams. And I've probably trained a couple of dozen marketing coordinators in specifically to our industry. Well, when I first started, like there was no training available. It was just kind of on the job, learn as you go, learn from other marketers. And so I started putting together like checklists and training guides for the people I was hiring to onboard them, to train them. And then I was like, well, why should I keep this for myself? This is a common issue in all of the industry. And so that's when it started as a blog. And then in 2017, I started the online course the Proposal Pro course. And then this year, I just launched Content Marketing Clarity, which teaches content marketing, like how to create a content marketing campaign for AEC firms. And so it just kind of evolved from there out of like what I needed and then what I developed for my team. And then I'm like, well, this is going to be useful industry-wide. And so that's kind of how it evolved over the last 10 years. I love that. I mean, if I was, you know, a newbie, a beginner marketer in the AEC industry, I mean, that's golden to be able to have resources like that, the blog, the podcast, the course that you can invest and really just like skip maybe some of those painful trials. And, you know, that's really special. I love that. Yeah, I love doing it. You can tell that's what keeps me going. Yeah, I can tell that, that you have that passion and you have to, to be able to sustain it for that long. And you've been able to do that. You've been able to do something that people are trying to do or they're thinking about, which is having your successful day job and also having a thriving business. And you've done this not only for a little while, but for years, you've sustained this for years. So tell us your secrets. What advice can you share for people that want to do the same? I will say I was really able to focus on it probably in the last five or six years. So the first four or five years, it was very sporadic and it was kind of just a blog and some ebooks and stuff like that. So I will say once we moved back to Gainesville and I have my new job now and got rid of my one hour each way commute, I had a lot more time. So I want to preface that by saying, you know, I got back two hours of my day 
So that really goes a long way when you're trying to, you know, put out a weekly podcast and develop a course. And so that's part of it. Just my like lifestyle and my day job changed a little bit. But then I am a huge proponent. In fact, I'm a certified pro and I do not go anywhere without my full focus planner. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're beautiful. And the full focus system is a goal achievement system. And then the planner is for you to achieve your goals. And so it really helps you stay focused. Like when you have a little bit of time, like I have an hour or two a day to work on Marketer State Flight, I know exactly what I'm working on. And that's what I do first. I know my daily big three that I need to do for Full Sail Partners and Marketer State Flight and for the house. Let's be real. I'm a mom. I work from home. I'm the house manager. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's be real. So I'm the kids' assistants, their personal assistants, and I'm the house manager. So that really helps me keep track. It's kind of old school because it's paper, but there's just something so real about that. And between the daily big three and the weekly preview, and then each quarter, I start over again. I just did my quarterly preview. And so without that, I don't know what I would achieve because I would be so scattered because it's so easy to get overwhelmed and get stuck in your email inbox and just triaging your inbox and reacting to that instead of saying, no, 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 no. I need to do this today. I need to get this done today. So I'm a big advocate for the full focus plan and the full focus system. Oh my goodness. Do you have a code you could share with us? Because I think I need that today. (laughs) And we'll make sure we add it to the show notes too. (laughs) Yes, I can. And if you use my code, I will send you my quick start video so you can just get started right away. Okay, I need to write this down today. (laughs) So tell us your code. Is it Lindsay or... I'll have to look it up. Okay. It's marketerstakeflight.com slash, and I forget what after the slash. So I'll send it to you. Perfect. And we'll make sure that we include it in the show notes, freelance fam, so that you guys can get on that because that sounds like exactly what the doctor ordered. (laughs) And I like that it has my whole entire life. So my work life, my side hustle life, my kid's life, home life, everything in one place because I can't keep more than one calendar. No, I mean, that's that's amazing. And I tell my husband that all the time. He'll say, like, what'd you get done today? And I'm like, well, I got distracted from Mejia administrative work. <laughs> you know, just like you said, managing the house and the family. It's a lot. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us about your planner. That's awesome. So I was on your podcast, which was super fun recently. And we were talking about how freelancers, how AEC marketers and internal coordinators can use freelancers. Let's talk about the other side of the desk. Can you share some insights into what you're looking for? So what are clients looking for when they're trying to find freelance talent? What types of freelancers catch your eye? And how can we as freelancers stand out to you as the hiring manager or our client? Yeah, so... I'll talk me personally, and then I'll kind of do some generalizations. How about that? So for me, when I'm looking and I'm first talking to a freelancer, I really pay attention to the questions they're asking me. Because if they're insightful questions and they're trying to dig deeper, because a lot of times I know the end product. We want a case study or we want an article, but I don't necessarily know maybe exactly what I want. So I look for a freelancer that's asking those questions to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Okay, here's the concepts or here's the abstract. Like, here's what we're going to do. So that's the first thing, the questions. And then I think the second thing is if they have a process that they follow. If you don't know me, I'm a big process person. Usually I'm hiring a freelancer because I don't have time. So I don't want to figure out a process. 
like I have a podcast editor. She set me up with an Asana board. I use her Asana board. I use it all and I love it. Like I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to figure out how to do anything. And she's like, here's what we do. We do this, 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 this. You name it this and give it to me. You know, so be adaptable if the client has a process, I guess, that you want them to follow. But I look for a freelancer that comes to me and says, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how I operate. Here's what I need from you. Here's when you're at the rough draft. Here's when we need the revision. Here's how we're going to share documents. Here's how we're going to yada, yada, yada. I think those are the two biggest things for me personally. And then a third thing that I think could be like me or generally would be, I look at kind of the industries that you've worked in. I don't really care if it's necessarily AEC, like engineering, architecture, construction, but I do look for commonalities. So there's some things for our industry. You know, we have clients that have multiple decision makers, long sales cycles, working with these really super smart technical experts and trying to like translate that So I kind of look, you know, if you have experience in other similar types of industries or working for other types of clients, I look more at that than I do, you haven't written for an architecture firm, oh, forget it. Like, because I don't necessarily want to sound like every other architecture firm either. So, but I do look for those complexities. So where I found luck before is like people who have worked in like very regulated industries, like healthcare, finance, but on like the B2B side you know, where they're selling maybe like enterprise software to hospitals, you know, stuff like that. That is amazing. I hope everybody was taking notes because those were some gems right there. And that distinction between being a busy bee and a note taker and a waiter or waitress and you're taking orders versus being a consultant. That's huge. Being able to work hand in hand with your client and guide them and make their life easier, not creating more work just making everything easier and more simple and pleasant. And I mean, I think that those are really good insights and advice for us. Thank you. You're welcome. So if this demanding job, full-time job, plus the training company, plus this highly rated podcast weren't enough, you're also a real estate investor and you have properties that you rent out. And you, you mentioned that you also bought a property and renovated it. Those are huge long-term projects. Can you tell us about this real estate stuff that you're doing and how it's impacted your family's goals? Oh, yeah. So Marketers Take Flight and the real estate investing all spawned out of the last recession, the 08-09. You know, my husband and I both work in the same industry and we were boasting layoffs like left and right. Luckily, neither of us were laid off at that time. But it really spawned this need to create multiple sources of revenue, not from our W-2 jobs, because we wanted to, if one of us lost our jobs, we didn't want to like lose the livelihood. We had two very young children then. We didn't want to like have to move back in with our parents. So we got the bug. I started listening to a podcast on my commute on the Bigger Pockets podcast, and they really broke it down and made it seem really like realistic. And so we saved up some money. Well, first we got out of debt. We followed the Dave Ramsey, got out of debt, and then we started saving money. And then we sold some things, bought some land, sold the land, yada, yada, yada. And then Probably five or six years ago, when we sold that piece of property, we bought a long-term rental here in Gainesville, just a small little house. And my husband and I like 
Every house we've lived in, we've renovated a little bit like ourselves. We do some of the work ourselves on the weekends. And so we bought that house and then we were like, okay, this is pretty easy. We've had the same renter in there for almost five years. In fact, I'm just renewing his lease this week. And then I wanted a beach house. So we started looking at condos and we were lucky enough to buy a condo and a house in the St. Augustine area. We bought them in 2020. So just before everything like skyrocketed. And so those are vacation rentals. And then last year we sold the house. And so we've been able to use that to fund some college and some things. And right now we're just laying low. But I would say the biggest advice is we just wanted to make sure... The idea is to buy some properties and then either sell them when a kid goes to college so we can pay cash for college or give them to the kids as maybe their wedding present or if they want to sell it or they can use money or they can live there. So for me, it's easier to understand than some of these other financial like Bitcoins. And so like I can see a house. I can see and the numbers make sense on paper we're taking in more money each month than we're spending. It's just very simple to me and it's real. And there's always people need a place to live. Now we still have like our other investments and stuff like 401ks, but I'm a big advocate of owning real estate. And there's a lot of tax advantages too, which helps. So a lot of people think we're crazy, but you know, I just tell people we do a spreadsheet and if the numbers make sense, we pull the trigger. And we don't really get emotional about it. If that's something you're interested in, I would highly recommend Bigger Pockets podcast because they make it very simple. That's amazing and super inspirational. And just what a testament to hard work and the willingness on your part to learn something new and to make those sacrifices on the weekend instead of, you know, just chilling. <laughs> you know, you're renovating a house. For the St. Augustine properties, of course, we bought them at the same time. But well, it's just like when you find a deal, you got to execute. And so we spent about four months every weekend going over there and some time off work to get those ready. That's amazing. It wasn't easy and it wasn't low stress. But now the condo is kind of on autopilot. We have a management company, so I don't even have to deal with the tenants or anything. So... That's so cool. And you guys are both from this space, like from the AEC, but the construction space, like long project management. You can manage a project, it sounds like. <laughs> That's amazing. Very cool. And you mentioned your kids. You mentioned that your son's playing sports in college. And I know your daughter, she's in high school, right? Is she in high school or middle school? Not yet. She's in seventh grade. Seventh grade. Okay. So you've got kids. You also volunteer. I know you are a leader in the Professional Marketing Association and you also cheer on the Gators and you do a lot. So let's talk some more. Do you have any other tips for us? We just need to know how do you juggle so much? How do you keep all these balls in the air, but also thrive and have some fun along the way? Well, the Full Focus Planner, I already talked about that. But I believe in the philosophy, you can do it all, but not at the same time. So there are some times where I pull back a little bit. I don't do as much on marketers take flight. Like this past weekend, I surprised like last minute trip to the Taylor Swift concert. I was supposed to like podcast episodes this weekend. And I said, F it, you know, we're going to go to the concert. So there are times where I like pull back because I don't think you can do everything all at once. You can do everything you want. You just can't do it all at the same time. So I believe in that philosophy. And then I also say no to a lot of things. And that's what people don't see. 
Like if I really don't want to do it, I say no, I pass. And so a lot of that you don't see because it's not on my socials. I'm not talking about it on my podcast. I'm not seeing it. So I do say no a lot. And I think that's okay. Especially if you do have kids and you get pressured to volunteer on like PTAs or go to volunteer events at school or industry organizations, you know, maybe saying, no, I can't be the lead on this, but I'll show up for two hours and work a table, but I'm not going to take the lead. So I do a lot of that. Smart. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You heard it here, people. You can say no. It's a good thing. You can say no. No is a complete sentence. No. Yes, it is. No. (laughs) And we don't have to justify. I mean, for me, that's something I still work on is using silence as a tool and not filling in the space around it with all these justifications. So that's really huge. Look at what you can achieve when you do guard your time and you manage it with your planner and you say no. That's amazing. I think this is the case study in itself. So. Yeah. And I got to practice it. I mean, I have to remind myself. I am not perfect at it, but I remind myself a lot. I love that. So Lindsay, I know people are going to be in love with you and they're going to be so excited. So how can people find you online? How can they learn more about Content Clarity and all the wonderful offerings you have? The two biggest places is my website, marketerstakeflight.com. And then I'm on LinkedIn. I would say probably like I'm most on LinkedIn. So you can just search me up, Lindsay Divin, and connect with me. I love connecting with listeners and audience members and starting those relationships like pulling them from offline to into the real world. So those are probably the two places because if you find me there, then you can get a hold of me. That's awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the Talk Freelance to Me podcast and for all of these gems that you shared with our audience. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode. Please make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already done so. And give me a five-star review on Apple. This will help out a lot in getting the word out about this brand new podcast. I invite you to check out the show notes and also grab my free Niches Get Riches freelance writing worksheet to brainstorm the best niches for your writing business. If you're not a writer, you can still use it to get business ideas. And until next time, this is Ashley at Talk Freelance to Me. Don't forget, we all get this one precious life. Don't constrain yourself to a box that you were never meant to fit in. It is your right to profit from your own creative gifts. This podcast was created by Ashley Cisneros Mejia. Our music was composed by Donna Rafael of World Instrumentals. Talk Freelance to Me is a product of Phoenix Creative Studio.